again you beautiful whole humans welcome to the whole human podcast my name is charles and once again you are listening to thievery corporation this song is called from creation off of their album the richest man in babylon This is our 16th episode, and I know, I know, it's been three weeks instead of two. If you listened to the last episode, I said I'm going to try to do a podcast every two weeks, and it's summertime. Everybody is busy. I'm busy. It's been really difficult to make that happen, so three weeks is how long I went in between episodes this time. And hopefully that'll keep coming down. That's a lot less than it was the last time. So anyway, my apologies. Um, wow, episode 16. What a good one, you guys. We've got Shakti Gay on the show today, who is a Reiki master and instructor. And she was so kind to have me over to her house on a sweltering hot August afternoon earlier this week. And we had a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of cool shit, you guys. It was awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to spoil anything. You just have to listen to the episode, but it was fun. Um, and in fact, we, we probably packed in about three episodes worth of stuff into one episode and I hope I can have her back on the show, um, at least a couple more times to unpack some of this stuff, um, and get a little bit deeper on some of the topics because I, I get fired up about this stuff and it's really fun. Uh, what else? I'm banging into stuff in my studio here, getting all tangled up in cords. Um, you know, I just want to get right into it. Stick around after this episode for another great song by Thievery Corporation, as well as information on how you can get a hold of me and Shakti. And yeah, follow us on all the things. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all about that at the end and uh leave a review give me a rating on itunes it helps increase visibility for the podcast therefore more beautiful whole humans like yourself get to listen to it um for now i hope you can open your hearts and your minds as well as your ears and help me in welcoming to the whole human podcast shakti gay Shakti Gay. <laughs> Welcome to the Whole Human Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me over and for um, setting aside some time to do this with me. Happy to. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So 
We just met. I know. This is kind of fun for me because usually the guests on the show are people that I've known for a while or friends with. We know each other because of a mutual friend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who incidentally lives in Hawaii. And the last guests on this show were also from Hawaii. Um, So there's a lot of synchronicities and, and threads being tied together here. I love that. Yeah, me too. So you are a Reiki master mm-hmm. and an instructor as well. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. And for the listener, I, I know a little bit about Reiki, not very much. The extent of my knowledge is that it's energy work and it's healing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a medicinal thing or can be. So tell me, enlighten me a little bit on that. Reiki is a Japanese hands-on healing technique that comes from Japan, developed in the late 1800s to access universal life force energy and channel it to someone to give them enough energy to help them solve their problem. Okay. So I've been shying away from the word healing for a while. Right. Because that's not what I do. That's, yeah, that implies that there's something wrong. I'm a facilitator to bring you into a place where you can have the awareness of yourself. Okay. To where you can look at a pattern that's going on, you know, um, something in your body, a mental chatter that's going around and around. That quiet time and the extra energy can help you clear things out of the field because we're far more than just just this body. Right. We've got a whole field around us, and it's constantly seeking information, taking in information, and sending information. Yeah. About who we are, what we're interested in, what we're up for, what we'll engage with. Okay. I so like the sound I of help that. people come to their own awareness. I'm very dedicated to empowerment. It's one thing to come and get help and get quote-unquote healing mm-hmm. but all healing is self-healing yeah it's a journey that you take yourself and i really honor that journey with people how they contextualize the challenges and difficulties of the life because literally having a human body and being here is got tons of interesting challenges yeah and we all have um a very specific, interesting personality structure, uh, different gil- gifts and skill sets yeah. to deal with those things. So I see myself as a facilitator of people getting awareness so they can build gifts and skills so they can be more of their whole self. Okay. So. I like I like the sound of that. Yeah. That sounds like something I could use a bit more of in my life. Um, okay, wow. So that opens my mind a bit. So, in order to get the full function of our brain, uh-huh. so we got two hemispheres here. Sure. And we're in a very left brain world. It's all about the goal and doing and going. And mm-hmm. we're, we're not called human doings. Right. We're called human beings. And we don't often honor that being time enough. Uh-huh. And that's what this space is set up for, is, is a time to just be. Yeah. And eventually Red Earth Sanctuary will provide a space where you can come out, you can get massage, sound healing, 
um, different therapies that I've got a toolkit that's quite yeah. large at this point. Awesome. But and that's a place where for people to just get back it, here. Yeah. We get Home. scattered out all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. That's what this is, Red Earth Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In its seed form right now. I mean, we're, we've actually got here. Yeah. We've landed. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to have a sweat lodge built yeah. in September. Yeah. And I'll start holding sweats out here. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the... Um, what do you think the reason for this human doing this is? Or, you know, what, uh, it, it, it surely serves a purpose, you know. Humans are, are hilarious, honestly. Uh, we are, I, ha- I have a degree in anthropology. Uh-huh. Humans are just the most amazing artifact makers. Right. Constantly. We can't help it. Yeah. I think that's that's part of that's what we're doing right our now. Our power and our energy is that we're creators. Yeah, we create things. Right. We could create a lot more beautiful things right now. When mm-hmm. I look around at what's going on, culture and yeah, yeah. So, is it? It's about balance, right? Bringing mm-hmm. into balance the mm-hmm. being, the beingness, and mm-hmm. the doingness, holding space for both. If if you give yourself enough time for the being, let's say there's a, a physicist that used to teach at uh, U of O. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did a lot of research into brain function, and you come to a more optimal function of your brain mm-hmm. if you do give your time being time. Yeah. Um, so that could be meditation. Mm-hmm. It could be sitting outside in nature. Mm-hmm. It's it's Just not having a goal. Yeah, right. Some, not, t- some stillness. Yeah, mm-hmm. having stillness. In whatever way you get there, some people breathe, that brings them stillness. Some people yeah. come get a massage, that brings them stillness. Yeah. There's, everybody's got interesting different pathways to get there. Some it people is, have to hit a dance floor. That's right. how they find stillness. Do you think it's important that there be uh, a conscious intention to have the stillness? Or is it the same either way? Whether I'm aware that I'm now I'm setting aside some time for stillness or that I just find myself being still um, without that goal in mind. You know, it's, the the goal the intention can kind of sneak in there a little bit okay now i'm being still um is it beneficial either way as long as there's some stillness i perfectly yeah yeah, yeah i think so okay um it would be great to be naturally led to that stillness yeah yeah I but fi- i think that as we Develop the discipline so we set aside that few minutes to meditate, uh-huh. sit in nature, have that quiet time where nothing, you know, just let the thoughts. Yeah. Um, or you get into a flow. I think that that's a really interesting space as well mm-hmm. is that you may be in motion, but there's an inner stillness because you are just so engaged. Yeah. And so present. And that's, that's that's a big thing. one right there. Yeah. Um, being present with yourself. If you're running around doing all the time, 
You have a hard time being present with yourself. Yeah. And that's our first relationship. Our first and most important relationship is make sure that we've taken care yeah. of here. So it's an inner stillness. It's like a stillness of the thoughts. It's a stillness of the mind, mm-hmm. of the chatter, of the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it allows our brain time to process. Yeah. So we work on kind of cycles where we'll take in loads of information... And then we'll need to process that for a while before we can actually put it into a functional form. Yeah. Do you think this has to do with the evolution of our species? Hmm. I think it's vital to the evolution vital, of our yeah. species. Because if we're only using our left brain and we're not honoring that right brain space where it is chaotic, colorful, disjointed yeah. in the moment, right. it doesn't have a past and future. Right. It's now. I think that's a necessary step. Mm-hmm. So what um, what do you see being the next step for for our, for our evolution? Mm-hmm. I think that we are in the process of it currently. Yeah. Um, I've been doing this work quite a while. A good decade in all kinds of different situations and the youngers yeah they got it clicking on so fast yeah and they they literally just don't even want to deal with the old structures Mm -mm. there's there's such a it just doesn't even work for them yeah it's like Mm -hmm. doesn't even register like why would i do that Mm -hmm. yeah Mm mm-hmm So we're we're at the in between. We're we're the in betweeners right now. We're the in betweeners, but um, so we're talking about. I hope a, people figure it out. So 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 in the process of becoming fully conscious and aware and in yourself, yeah, you can get into some very interesting spaces. Yeah, and it's good if you have someone to help facilitate and contextualize the changes that you're going sure. through. Uh, they can come fast. My own experience um, came fast. Yeah. And rather terrifying. Too much opened up all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it took me 20 years Do you to rem- process that and be able to pick up the work. Yeah. What mm-hmm. happened? What? Tell me about this. Was this mm. like um, an instant download Eckhart Tolle type of like, whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I was getting full reads on people. Okay. What does that mean, full read? Well, I would look at somebody. I would literally see a color and then start getting a download on what's going on with them. Oh, okay. And at that point, I was a young mom. <laughs> Didn't really have... All I did was go out and, and start taking some hands-on healing classes and found out that that was... The, that was easy. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. And I had some extraordinary experiences during that time where things drastically shifted for people. Yeah. And never shifted back. Yeah. But I was a young mom and it was busy times. And mm-hmm. I knew that what I saw in that space that opened up for me was going to take some time to process and some maturity to handle it. Okay. So as I got towards 40... 
the, the hands demanded to be on and help and be able to manage what I had seen before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you remember the moment? Was it um, you had been taking the classes for a little bit? It was a thunder and lightning storm that night. Okay. And the transformer outside our house blew. And that triggered something in me that opened all that up. I spent the entire night awake and in an an incredible landscape. (laughs) Wow. With more information than my poor little 24-year-old brain could hold. Yeah, could handle, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Okay. Since then, um, I've studied, researched Mm -hmm. um, healing, psychology, I mean, raising three children with the medical system. Yeah. I had to start learning herbal medicine and how to get around some of these systems that are in place that (coughs) aren't really about health care. They're about... Money. Treating symptoms. Yes, very much about money, but but they're about about treating symptoms. Yeah. And there's so much more going on. Yeah, well, yeah, let's get to the... They treat the physical. They stay right at the physical, and here's the symptom, and they don't look for the other clues that could bring that story into a readable form that then gives that person some empowerment to make decisions to change their life to help themselves. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole... I I like where you're coming from on that. I think the, the... Western medicine is great for a lot of things, and I think that it has a way of um, being very single-minded. It's a very single-minded approach, like you say, treating the symptoms. And they're great with trauma care. You need to be absolutely. stitched up. You need you know to cast on, yeah, yeah. etc. Great emergency yeah. surgery, save your life. Absolutely great at that. That's awesome. Yeah, but to take a taking a holistic approach, that it's not in their wheelhouse. It's it's not profitable. It's not profitable, no. And there's so no time for that. So what I find is that over and over and over again, people come and get on my table. Mm-hmm. And they've been through a significant trauma in their lives. And they went to the hospital. They got the care needed. And they got their body put back together. Things are, quote, unquote, healed. Yes? Right. But the trauma signature. Still there. Still there. It's still the memory. Yeah. So that's where the energetics come in and help reweave the energetic structure and bring it current. Yeah. Sometimes that needs to be brought conscious for them, and sometimes it doesn't. It depends on what it is. Yeah. Uh, And then they can contextualize that into their story. Wow. So you studied out of necessity. You you sought out this information because of your children. You didn't want to subject them to the Western medical systems. Yeah, I'm with you. Cool. Yeah, about the fifth time they wanted to give my daughter antibiotics for infections, I started seeking yeah. out naturopathy and allergy okay. problems and okay and other ways of helping her. And did that kind of just dovetail with um, your awakening or or that shift that happened for you? Did all of that just resonate and kind of click together, or was it sort of a gradual? Has it been a gradual process? Mm. It was a sudden process that took a lot of years to unravel. Yeah. 
um, it was about a six month window in which I was having really interesting and strange experiences. Yeah. And, um, so before that, had you heard of any of this stuff? Consciousness, evolution, awakening, Not had that ton, really been no. on your radar? Not a ton. Okay. Um, Shift. Towards adulthood, around 18 to 20 or so. Yeah. It started to become very much a part of my focus and studied shamanism and Wicca and yeah. everything. I, I started reading at four and I never stopped. Okay, yeah. So very curious. So you had you had seen... I, I read a lot and gathered a lot of information along the way to help me understand what's going on here. Yeah. And how can I come from a place of knowledge and power? Right. Instead of ignorance. Yeah. Have you been to Nevada City, California? Mm -mm. Have you heard of Grass Valley, Nevada City, California? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where I... Um, lived from about 16 to 28 mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of this stuff in that area and so yeah i i was exposed to some of these concepts when i was probably 16 17 mm -hmm. 18 mm -hmm. and um yeah it just resonated right away and it it helped me to make sense out of a lot of what was going on um, do you think that this is happening everywhere? I do. Yeah. I do. I kind of do, too. And we're building to a tipping point. Yeah. What's the tipping point? What do you mean by that? When a certain amount of energy is built for something, mm -hmm. it's the 100th monkey. So enough people enough are going to become... Get to yeah. a place of being able to hold a higher vibration longer. And then everyone does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ideally. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. It would be the great awakening. Yeah. I think I think we're getting there, too. I love it, too, because I've heard, you know, I'm sure we both have heard about this tipping point approaching. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And it was going to be 2012. And before that, it was going to be whatever. I don't know. You know. I think humans love drama. Yeah. And we love of course, it's going to be this explosive, cool thing. It's just yeah. like in the movie. Oh, everybody's just going to boom. Yeah. And think, we like to know. I think it's much more realistic to think that we're in a shifting time period. Yeah. And that it takes time. Right. And we'll see. Yeah, there are some peak moments at which the vibration is very high. Yeah. Some beautiful work being done. Yeah. So where are you at right now? What's what's been cooking for you lately? I'm curious because I wonder and I suspect it's probably going to be the same thing that's cooking for me and for a lot of other people. Or similar anyway. I I wanna live a simple in real life. Mm-hmm. And share with others and Not very much more complicated than that. Have a good time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would it would have been some of the um, the challenges or blocks, if if any, that have have been um, on your radar in recent in the recent past or present? Oh, just getting here. Moving getting here. Three. To, it took yeah. it took 
two months to move three families, three yeah. households, sure. and just get settled. And so that's been lots kinda... of challenge, you know. It, it's um, bringing the eight of us together is a it's a much bigger energy. Yeah. Group to deal yeah. with, you know, more going around. Mm-hmm. So within the logistical challenges, the practical challenges of moving three families, eight people. Mm-hmm. Um, would have been some of the the dynamic challenges or the uh, exhaustion, yeah. mm-hmm. which is is often when my system starts to go down. Uh-huh. It's usually because they don't have the energy to respond. Yeah. So exhaustion. Um, there's been a few nervous breakdowns out here. I'm sure okay. you know. Yeah. I had one of my own. Who's counting? Um changing the dynamics so much but we have worked on this for two years over Uh two years yeah and i mean we held family meetings once a month right and then sold my mom's house and started looking for property and yeah this was one of those crazy deals it's it's interesting that you say that because um we're so blessed by gifts here so much beauty mm-hmm. we have a year-round creek there's a pond mm-hmm. and we're drinking spring water yeah wow we have a, a healthy spring up the hill that's awesome there's plenty of room to do the projects i would like to do mm-hmm. and and share with folks um and then there's lots of challenges okay how are we going to come up with the money to build uh, an actual massage building out there yeah a treatment building yeah. Uh, sweat lodge is not that expensive. We just got to put the effort into getting our things together. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, right now we're in the winterizing process. Sure. Wood stove. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's stay warm and stay dry, and you know. Yeah. Settle in. Um, one of the things I really really enjoy doing. Is teaching. Uh-huh. I see more as facilitation. Yeah. Um, I've come to understand um, at this point in time that um, I've been working on this for lifetimes. I've been working on this information for lifetimes. And once I started to access it through that node where everything opened up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to get to the business of raising my children and keep on going with life and everything, but in the, I, I kept working on it. I lost my train of thought. Well, teaching. Teaching. Mm-hmm. Classes. Facilitating. Classes. Helping people create their own experience. Mm-hmm. I so love seeing someone light up because wow or they just figured out a new technique to get their center Mm -hmm. or they just became aware of a new way of approaching a challenge or a difficulty instead of seeing it as like ah it's that that thing i don't want to do yeah and that's a special kind of lighting up too it's not a oh hey check out my new phone or my new car it's a it's not tangible. It's yeah. not right here in your no. hand. You can't you can't touch it like a microphone or, you know, a room or whatever. It's very intangible. Yeah. But it's also 
It's profound. It's very profound, usually. You have an experience of your own. Mm -hmm. And And when you create it. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it, right there. Um, Shamanism is probably the most primitive technology we have as humans Mm -hmm. in many regards as far as the sacred goes as far as mm, the aspect of healing Mm -hmm. curing um but i also think it's really timely for right now um in shamanism you make your own story Mm. you gather your allies you find your gifts you make your own story it's it's there's no dogma yeah. There's certain sets of, of procedures that you would do to work with somebody. Okay. Or yourself. Doing journey work by yourself is very valuable. And that takes you into that being place that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Even though you're in an active process of taking a journey. Yeah. You're in a being place because you're letting that right brain imagination help create with you. Okay. And so, it, you know, it can seem kind of funny. Okay, so somebody's going to lead me on this shamanic journey. And you kind of go into it and you're like, oh, I don't know. And then you have a really powerful experience because as soon as you start making that access to soul, soul is like, oh, buddy, you just finally woke up. Yeah, yeah I've been starts, waiting for you. Yeah, here, you can hear me now. So starts feeding us information. So what is, just give me a real brief description of shamanism. What, how would you, if someone said, what is shamanism? How, what would you say? The simple answer is yeah. love. Because in the historical context, um, that person served their community. Okay. They go into altered states to access information. Okay. So basically... They go to the imaginal realm and get on the grid yeah. where everything's in play. Uh-huh. Bring back skills and tools okay. to help their people. And so when, when one goes on a shamanic journey, that's where they're going? That's where they're tapping into? Yeah. Okay. Is that, is that place, the place that you call soul or the grid, is that the same as consciousness? Hmm. Is that the... Is that the, um, yeah, for lack of a better term, is that is that consciousness? Is that is that what's flowing through me right now? Mm. It's kind of hard to even talk it's, about, isn't it? it? Well, <laughs> I I prefer the term spirit. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so, so in us, we have a little portion of our own yeah. soul yeah. activating this being. Um, it's the same thing, right? The little, the little piece that I have here, mm-hmm. it's, it's, part, it's just a part of the, uh, the, exactly. bigger, the bigger whole. Exactly. So the field, the, the field unity. You're still going to be you in the field. Yeah. So yeah. the field is more like the grid work of creation. Uh, yeah, right. That's how I think it's like this. Where uh, you can find energy to do things or find information. I sure. think the new way of learning will be that we yeah. get 
clear, we get focused, we get intentional, we get still, and then we bring that information through. Yeah. I haven't been steered wrong with that yet. Right. Well, I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. It's fun to try and talk about because I don't think uh, it, it's it's beyond words. Yeah. That's why having an experience is so valuable. Right. Yeah. And and then it's your experience. Nobody told you how to have it, yeah. what it was. Right. Um, yeah, I just think it's fun to dance around it. Um, it's like the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. <clears throat> we can try, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, the conversation is usually going to break down pretty quickly into either um, an altered state experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or um, incomprehensible dribble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's the challenge of people doing consciousness studies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, I, I th- I, they don't even have uh, an adequate working description of consciousness to work with that. I work more from this spirit because spirit mm-hmm. carries the light, carries the information. Mm-hmm. Keeps it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So this evolution that we're talking about, it is one of, it's a consciousness evolution. We're not talking about... It is. Yeah. It is. It, it, literally in the simplest form, it is about what kind of vibration you're holding and carrying into the world. Yeah. What are you resonating with? Mm-hmm. Do you know comedian... And that's, that's what our challenges bring us, that, that opportunity to... Oh, Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling when you are faced with a challenging situation and you keep your cool and you're steady through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it's like, oh, yeah, that's pride. There, there's I think pride. It's, I think it's great to, to give ourselves a high five on it. Yeah. Whoop. Did I that. did that. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then let it go. Yeah. And when you, when you keep on it, mm-hmm. that's when it does become pride. But. Sure. Yeah. I think that we do need to give ourselves healthy feedback. A- acknowledgement, like, awesome, yeah. Awesome, you just did that. Absolutely. Do you know comedian Bill Hicks? You familiar? <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah. yeah, I love that quote from him. Evolution did not end with us growing thumbs. You do know that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are some um, scientists... And shamans, both, mm-hmm. um, talking about Homo sapiens sapiens becoming Homo luminous, being able to become aware of our light body and our field around us. Yeah, and wow. being able to operate who's, on a higher level. Who's doing level. that work? So um, Alberto Viodos. Okay. Um, he's done many books, podcasts, uh, teaches. Okay. Beautiful work. Super smart. He's bringing neurology and neuroscience together with shamanism. Awesome. I mean, shamans were the first neuroscientists. They were the first right. scientists in general. They studied what was going on in the world mm-hmm. and in the alternate reality. Yeah. The inner world. The, and the inner world, world and the outer world. Exactly. That's how we keep the balance. The left brain world, the right brain world. We keep the balance. Yeah. We walk with sanity and, and care. So that's great. I love there is many um, neurologists and scientists and they're bringing 
the they're bringing the scientific method to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this consciousness um, evolution. Yeah, um, there's been since um, study timelines on things. Uh-huh. Um, so the '60s, we had this huge revolution, mm-hmm. social change, cultural change, etc. Um, Spiritual. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What those people did, they went all over the world and they gathered knowledge that had not been available and present in our Western culture. So they brought the East back. Yeah. And now we're seeing more of a merging of the Western and, and Eastern ideals. And it's, yeah. it's, 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 there was the whole New Age movement. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful and valuable in so many ways but also somewhat nauseating I'm just I just like it real stay grounded even I I, you know I go to places and do work that I don't easily describe to folks in in altered states yeah to help them in their in their path and so I just I try to keep it humble and real it's it's yeah this is our earth walk yeah doing the best we can so yeah the timeline though it's been exponential wouldn't you say since the 60s when they brought that information back yeah um we've had computers um technology has exploded we have information i mean the internet is basically um a neural blueprint for where we can go with information, how we can get it. Mm-hmm. Right now, we open a box and we look at it. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, in my thinking, I, I think that it's training for a larger neural capacity and being able to gather information without the device. That's great. I do want to talk about that. That's a that's a fun thread to grab. I want to go down there. Um, but before we do, I want to I want to touch a little bit more on the. Um, what we're talking about now with this timeline and um, and the what what got us up to this point where we are now. <laughs> so we've got you know I I think back I, and I have very limited knowledge about this stuff, um, but I think wasn't it the forties that Yogananda came over or was that the fifties? Not sure. So there was some earlier. There were a few early waves. Yeah. 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 From from the east coming to the west. Bring so 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 those some of those were in the late eighteen hundreds. We had a even no, the eighteen hundreds, yeah, huge explosion yeah. of civil rights, women's rights. We had a technology explosion. Right. All these things. Spiritualism was huge in the United States. Sure. Okay. Um, mediums and all all that kind of interesting stuff was all that kind of exploration was going on. Yeah. There's been there's probably been lots. So I feel like a lot of the folks in the late 1800s actually um, left us some Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You guys will need this. Yeah. This is going to come in handy later. Trust me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then the wave in the 60s um, was a more intense, more contracted time wave. Sure. But so so, so the way our brains work. We need to have some reference points. We need to have an actual neural framework to accept new ideas. Mm-hmm. So in, in what happens in scientific studies a lot is that somebody will study it, check it out, 
write a paper about it, and everybody goes, that's totally crazy. Yeah. And so it gets buried until the next generation comes along, and they go, whoa, I just found this study, and they get curious. This guy had And then it all, all of a sudden, along. everybody's like, oh, well, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. So I believe that there's a certain neural mapping we need to do in order to accept the new ideas, and that's been going on for quite a while for the species. Yeah. I think superheroes literally are a part of that, the whole Marvel Comics world and everything. Oh, okay. What happens? They they find out they have extraordinary powers and gifts and mutate. Yeah. Huh? It's uh, where we're going, maybe. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Uh, I I had definitely had my own wake up. But, whoa! I could do stuff with these. Yeah. yeah, that's a great metaphor. So. Yeah. But without that fiction, to lay down the neural mapping for it, mm-hmm. maybe we we wouldn't have that same opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, I think of like Ram Dass and some of the teachings that, that he brought back. Um, and actually, I thought of him earlier when you when you had said um, those challenging moments can serve as our teacher. <laughs> he had a great a great story. He was talking about how he was he was going to do a speaking engagement, and um, he was he he just thought he was so present and so um in touch and he was so there mm-hmm. right where he wanted to be and um he got to the venue and they had the wrong kind of microphone stand he likes to sit on the floor and so he needs a, right. a stand that can work for mm-hmm. him while he's sitting there and they only had the straight stand and he he just kind of lost it and got all <laughs> irritated with the the person who was working there and um and then at at some at some point he he saw himself what he was doing and he realized what he was doing and he started laughing uh because he realized that his guru had come in drag as a microphone stand mhm mhm <laughs> And, and just, provided him with a humble stumble. And provided him with a humble stumble. So I think about that often that, yeah. yeah, our teacher, and that's one of the, I think that's one of the great teachings that he brought back is that um, whether or not you have a guru or even um, subscribe to the concept of guru, it's that any moment can facilitate that growth. Any mm-hmm. any moment can be a good practice. Mm-hmm. And it's and like and you, you don't said, know who your guru is going to look like. You don't know what it's going to look like. Anybody can be that teacher for you and walk up to you. Yeah. So I think about that often, and anytime I notice myself um, creating an experience that is other than the one I'd like to create, <laughs> there's a teaching moment there. There's mm-hmm. a, lear- a learning moment. It's like, oh, that's I see where I was stuck. But but what a powerful moment because you woke up in the middle of it and go, oh. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. I I don't want to do this. I, why am I creating this experience? Whoops. So, okay. And then that's when you reframe it. Yeah. Put it into a better context. Mm-hmm. Shift your trajectory a little. I know. There's so much rich material. So many roads I want to go down now. But let's, yeah, let's get back to that that thread we were on about technology. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you What do you make of this? Um, this exponential increase in the speed of information and connection and our ability to 
know anything at any given time. I think at current, it's making us a little crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're bombarded constantly. Media, this, that, buy this, do this, look at this. People are so attached to their phones. Do you think that's an addiction? Do you think that the... Um... I think that's multi-layer problems. Yeah. So you, um, I, I keep my cell phone use down a little bit, and um, it's EMF fields are real. Okay. And they do scramble your DNA, your circuitry, in a way that starts causing problems. They've seen cancer clusters around cell towers, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's there's a vibrational part of it. Yeah. That's messing with your system. Yeah. Um, is that what you mean by multi-layer problems? Or yes, yes. There, and then the, there's the, the physical attachment, the addiction of, I have to see what's going on. Oh, I have to answer my phone. Oh, I, yeah. have to, I have to respond to this text. The, or, bra- the brain chemistry. Did you see this YouTube? Mm-hmm. It can go on forever, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking that it's an actual physiological addiction, you know, much like... Yeah, it could Heroin. be stimulating the same center of the brain that, that yeah. gives you reward well, like think, cocaine. Yeah, I think there's studies out there now that that say Gambling. Yeah, each time you, you get a notification or a text, there's a dopamine mm-hmm. release. Mm-hmm. You know, you check your social media, boom, I just get my dopamine, I get my dopamine. Um, you can wear your little dopamine centers out that way. Yeah. And then people can't. Um, they're not they're not sleeping in the dark at night, so their whole melatonin serotonin cycle it's is getting off. way screwed up. Yeah, that's one of the beauties about being out here asleep in the dark. It, there's no light out there. It's yeah. so gorgeous, um, and that uh, helps your brain refuel overnight. Yeah, you know because you're making serotonin when you sleep. Right. You're building up your stores for the next day. Your brain is processing information, so yeah. adequate sleep is a big one for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the modern the the major modern um, disease we have right now is anxiety. Yeah, I was gonna say then it, we've got this increase in anxiety and, tons and depression. And tons of anxiety and depression. Some of it is yeah, way too much EMF field. Um, they're not actually engaging in a present way with the real world. They're in a mm-hmm. in a game in a system. Yeah. Leads to all kinds of problems. When you get anxious, you can uh, yeah. then your your nerves, right. the, the whole uh, vagus nerves get wacky. You, and, and I, that's probably one of the most common things I I see on the table. With what folks. is the, what's the vagus nerves? The vagus nerve is a main nerve that comes from the center of the brain clear down into the belly. Okay, and it's kind of your. Your major cord of center nervous system. Okay. And the communication pathways. And if it gets thrown off, you can have terrible anxiety fits. Like, oh, okay. I have, have seen people in such anxiety. They really, they've, they wanted me to take them to the hospital. Yeah. They thought they were going to die. And yeah. people are getting into that place where they think they're having a heart attack. It's a panic attack. And it's a panic attack. Yeah. So what, what do you... <clears throat> Do you have any suspicions as to what is a primary contributor to that imbalance with the vagus nerve? So many things. Yeah. So many things. Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, chiropractic, just having your bones out of place can wow. impinge that nerve. Okay. Um, clenching your teeth. Uh-huh. Um, because it runs right down through the neck into the belly. Yeah. Um, 
too much activity, too much caffeine, too much sugar. So an Im- imbalances in it, general. Yeah. Right. Which makes sense. The fractal nature of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first and foremost thing I could teach anyone, if I could only, if, if I was limited one thing to share with people. Oh, this is great. I didn't even have this as a question, but yes. If, <laughs> if you were limited to one thing that you could teach or share with people, what would that be? Breathing. Ah, yes. There is nothing so primal, mm. so cleansing, so clearing, so centering, and so free. It's free. You don't go pay for a prescription. Mm-hmm. But if you take time to center and breathe deep every day, morning and night at least. Yeah. Do you think this... You get a more calm and steady action oh, yeah. in your nervous system. Oh, yeah. It releases, you know, endorphins, gets you back. Your eyes will change. You'll actually see things different. That tightness will, mm-hmm. will fade. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's where the benefit from meditation actually lies? That's part of it. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Just without goals, seeking quiet is such such a good thing. Yeah. Just a, a lot of the time that I've spent out here, even though I've been running around doing projects, I've just been sitting out there mm-hmm. and listening, mm-hmm. listening to the nature around me. It's got to be nice. On. It's so amazing. Yeah. So, um, so balance, I mean, really, that's a key with, with this technology, because sure, it can be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it definitely serves to connect. Um, and it, I'm sure it's facilitating our, our evolution in a beneficial way. Um, and I think it can be used too much. And I, I experienced that, you know, I find myself, um, just recently, I've been really noticing and bringing mindfulness to when I'm engaging in social media mm. and w- what I'm feeling in my body as I'm doing it. And and it's like, oh, yeah, this does feel like I'm doing drugs right now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just got my little injection. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not serving any other purpose. It's yet there's a calling to do it. And I know that feeling well. From when I used to smoke cigarettes. You want to you want to stay connected. Yeah. I stay connected. Yes. Yeah, Find out what my friends on. are doing. Yeah, it seems I guess. so innocent. Even beyond that, <laughs> I go well. It, okay, like, do I really need to know what my friends are doing, or is it, it's something else? Like, really, I don't need to know. It's not that I even really have a desire. It's like beneath the desire, there's like what's going on when that desire is fulfilled, if if that desire is even there. It's like, okay, so I want to know what's going on. So I, I open up Facebook and I start scrolling and I see what's going on. And I'm not really, it's not, it's not satiating anything. It's not satisfying anything. However, there is a bump. There is like a little hit that's happening in my brain i can feel the juice Mm -hmm. so i think um it's yeah it's like there's a physiological biochemical thing happening and it's not uh it's not serving me really it's not nourishing you it's not nourishing me yeah i think that's 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 a um 
It's a new one I've been playing around I with like a that little bit. Word, it's nourishing yeah. because it's an active process. Yeah. You have to pick up the fork. You have to go get the food. Yeah. Whether it's in your garden or at the store or, you know. Yeah. It's, you have to participate. Yeah. It's like pouring empty calories in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chips. Chips, man, <laughs> oh, all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, um... I find that our culture is lacking in in true deep nourishment. What really people truly need uh, yeah. for their body, for their mind, and for their spirit. Yeah, which we've covered a few of: mm-hmm. breathing, mm-hmm. stillness, mm-hmm. good food, organic. As how as important is organic? Fresh as you can get it, and as uh, uh, organic's really important. I, I worked in a produce department many years. Uh huh. And um, there was a vibrational quality difference right off the bat with the organic and non-organic. Yeah. I read an article recently that, um, and it's not the first of its kind, that was pointing towards, um, it was saying that pesticides and, and in particular one one chemical, glyce, oh, what was it? I'm gl- I'm gonna not even try to pronounce the name because I can't remember it. I know what you're talking about. It was like about. glyphosate or something it, like it that. It is something like that. Yeah, it and is, it is a, a serious hormone disruptor. Yeah, and it's they're saying that uh, it's, it's the cause of autism. It's not even the active ingredient. Yeah, that's, that's one of the the things is that we talk about the pesticides, but we don't talk about the so-called inert ingredients in there okay. as well. Okay. Which is I can't, been some of the issue with some of the vaccination I can't remember if it was active well. or inactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they were saying... Th- they weren't outright saying this causes autism, but they were saying in all of the cases of autism that I've studied, this same thing was mm-hmm. also a factor or something. That, mm-hmm. And so she's saying that it, by 2024... If the trend continues, if the current trend continues, and forgive me, everybody, I'm probably misquoting this entire <laughs> article, so take everything I'm saying with a huge grain of salt. Um, anyway, according to my poor memory of this article, it was, she said by 2024, one in two kids will be born with autism That's if this tragic. current trend continues. That's tragic. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So organic, I think, is hugely important. Um, so good food, fresh, clean water, and lots of it. Mm-hmm. What else? Mm-hmm. What else is nourishing? Good relationships, mm. healthy, good relationships, good yeah. friends, people to share with. Yeah. There's a lot of depression and loneliness. Totally. And isolation. Even mm. though we're all so connected, that sense of isolation is yeah. really affecting people. It's the anti-social network, it's being called. Well, I looked at Facebook, but I didn't actually look at a face. Yeah. I didn't see somebody's real face. Yeah. Or engage in a, in a healthy way. Um, we need a, a medical system that doesn't focus on um, the problems. Right. But actually focuses on the whole human being. Yeah. <clears throat> brings about different alternatives for people to deal with different problems. Cancer industry is quite huge. I know. They make it so much money off of it. I know. Don't even get me started. But yeah. vitamin C, you know, they've been doing IV vitamin C, and it's mm-hmm. amazing results. And it's 
What about sunlight? Ridiculously cheap. Sunlight. I think it's super important. Yeah. I mean, well, I kind of think about uh, our whole vitamin D uh, process as as our human photosynthesis. Right. We're taking sunlight and we are making storing away vitamin D with it. Yeah. And I think that in this latitude and um, in the country too, um, that's a big problem in the winter time, especially when we have lots of cloud cover and the angle of the sun and. Yeah. So um, I don't supplement as much in the summertime, but all winter. That's hugely important for good functioning of your brain, too. People need enough good, healthy fat. Yeah. Healthy fat. Healthy fat. Yeah. My my top three are butter, olive oil, and coconut oil. Okay. And now what... Okay. I was going to say, what's a good alternative to the butter... Olive oil, coconut oil are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the grass-fed butter is really good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I haven't been... I, I, the dairy thing mm-hmm. just upsets my uh, my system, so I haven't been doing that's, that. That's, that's another thing. I think that we've been led to believe that each human organism is just the same as any other human organisms. And no, we are each one of us. A micro ecosystem. Yeah, we're more bacteria than we are anything else. Our actual selves, right? Oh yeah. Um, so getting to know how your own system runs, um, what's your internal climate like? Yeah. Do you what kind of foods resonate best? I mean, there's all kinds of ways to do that through Chinese medicine, blood type diet, etc. Lots of different. Do you options. do any of that stuff? Um. Or do you know anyone who, who really knows a lot about um, nutrition and how to dial in an individual system like that? Because I, d- please give me their number if you do. Okay. <laughs> if I, if I, yeah. Yeah. Um, Not off the top of my head, but. It's taken me a long time to even realize. Have you ever done an allergy screening? I did a long time ago. It would be worth doing again because I'm not even the same. Um, I, I'm a big fan of uh, allergy screening and blood work. Okay. Um, your blood, it tells you what's going on in sure. there. What's your fat ratios? What's your vitamin D level? How are things working? Yeah, so what do you look for? Fat ratios, vitamin D. Um, what, mm-hmm. would you, what would one go ask for? And where um, where would you go? Just like, are you talking like a general practitioner? You know, it's just part of my um, biannual lady check. They send me off for blood work, and I'm always curious to find out what's in there. Okay. And um, when I've worked with a naturopath before, same thing. Uh, they'll do that too. Okay. And they may have a good line for you on finding a nutritionist. Okay. Cool. If you, there's several naturopaths in Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Be able to set up. Plus, it's just paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... When you have a craving, what quality are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a craving and it's I need some some yin sweet kind of grounding food. Well, the yams are going to be way better for me than the ice cream. Yeah. Right? So there's just about finding how to get a quality of what you're feeling you need. Because your body's wise. It'll tell you. It'll tell you. Yeah. It's been conditioned, maybe, if you're not eating so well, to understand that as I want ice cream or I want right. chips. Well, sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine, right? I think so. 
That's what Somewhere I hear. around in there. Mm-hmm. That's right another, up there with heroin and tobacco, right? Yeah, that's another um, uh, spurious statistic I've been throwing around. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been telling sometimes everyone who will listen. Know, sometimes you're just so floored by the statistic, you can't drop it. I know, I just tell anyone. Like college tuition rates yeah. from the 70s have gone up 2,000%. Yeah. Why? This just makes me livid i know why are we not educating our population so we have an intelligent pool of people who can make wise decisions on how we're going to manage our human systems and our natural systems yeah well there's i think there's many answers to that question who knows the real one yeah i know i i i would have said um the the popular conspiracy well you you know why they don't want us smart because if we were smart and we thought for ourselves, then we wouldn't, um, then we'd all wake up and be self-sufficient, and we wouldn't go work for the man oh, and blah we, blah blah, which may be true. I don't a know. A lot harder to control. A lot harder to control mm-hmm. uh, an educated, awakened population. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty popular theory. I kind of still have one foot in there. Um, generally, though, I think that that's like too complicated, and it's probably even. Um, I think the simpler solution is just the money. It's just that there's more money for them the more they can charge for things. So college tuition goes up. Mm-hmm. Just all the cost of everything goes up. It became up. more about business and making money than yeah. it did about educating That's folks. capitalism for you. Yeah. So I don't think it's the healthiest system. No, I don't either. And, I do, and democracy and capitalism can't even exist at the same time. That no. they, they are not compatible for working together no in the least we are in a corporatocracy not a democracy we are in a corporatocracy yes yeah that i do believe you call it a conspiracy theory or not it's just the truth we have uh, we live in a corporatocracy that is the name of our governmental system if you even want to call it that yeah Mm -hmm. so anyway we don't need to go down that road that's Mm -mm. no but it is it is very challenging for us as individuals to look at systems that are just so big, we don't even know where to start. Yeah, no. How do you even take on anything like that? You're just a little, so, you know, you got to do the best you can. You vote with your dollars. Absolutely. You you, you make the best choices you can for yourself. If they're not going to give you an education, you get one yourself. Yeah. There's, there's Information is everywhere. That is... Yeah. This, I, th- I believe the way that the schools are now being run are more about making money. And if you're talking about public schools, more about daycare. Yeah, sure. Than about really inspiring and educating a mm-hmm. population so that they can create a beautiful world. Yeah. This, I think, is the Tom Cruise moment for the podcast. And when you listen to some other episodes, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um. But I'm going to pause for sound effect right here. He's in the building! The Tom Cruise moment um, is just like the, the I think, probably the most significant moment that is, is uh, well, it's hard to even say the most. It's just a very significant moment. And I think what you just said is very significant. How does one deal with that challenge? How, do, how does one exist? How does one be conscious, purposeful, um, a balanced being in this system that we live in and not just here in the United States in any 
in any mm-hmm. place in the world where there's a uh, you exist in a system that is so much bigger than you, and there's so much wrong with it, um, or you know, seemingly wrong with it that it's almost overwhelming. You know, we see that it isn't serving. Yeah, we see it it's isn't not serving our environment. It isn't serving the people. We need to grow up. Yeah. On this planet right now. Yeah. There is absolutely no reason for individual governments. We need to set up an entire one world world yeah. organization with all life has rights. Yeah. All life is protected and sacred. Yeah. We are one one species. Doesn't matter what color you are, which DNA profile is like. Or what part one of the planet you species. live on. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The only differences are geologic or er, er, uh, Geology, different spaces, and culture. Yeah. And systems. Yeah. And that, 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 I've had my rounds with it. It's been very depressing at times. Yeah. How do you make any headway? One of my um, old favorite stickers was uh, subvert the dominant paradigm. Yeah, just subvert. Subvert. I'm sorry, just, I, really just have to be a fringe folk and live on the edge because I, I can't function real well in that system. Yeah. Um, but I function very well outside of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... So everybody's going to find their own place with that. Yeah. How they can make that work for them. So vote with your dollars. I heard you say that. Yes. I think that's huge. It is huge. Um, I, I also think um, just to... I don't know if the, it's not like lead by example, but it's just to be, it's like Gandhi said, you know, be the change you want to see. Be a model. Yeah, be a model. Just be. Model good behavior for others and, yeah. and have enough care in yourself that somebody's going to feel that from you. Exactly, yeah. And then they're like, oh, they, I, just, they just tidied that up or picked that up. You know, it's yeah. a simple action like that. Simple actions add up. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that is the most powerful thing one can do. And um, I say that to anyone out there who gets frustrated and overwhelmed with the quote-unquote state of the world, you know. Um, I've known many people who, uh, you know, when our current president got voted into office, just, just... T- completely mm-hmm. lost mm-hmm. it and they just thought, oh mm-hmm. my god everything is just so terrible and what is going on with the world and that you know and it's like well we could have said that about any of them along the way and it, that was a perspective i had to make a decision on too sure what what this is this is kind of one of those zen things what if uh-huh the worst thing that could happen and did happen could be the best thing that happens in ways we don't even imagine yet. Sure. I mean, we humans, we like to plan. We like to come up with how things are going to go. Yeah. That's one of the things that challenges us. Yeah. Is when it doesn't go the way we've imagined. Right, right. Yeah. But I made a conscious decision to um, take a look at that and... I had to step away from, I I I literally had to step away from my phone and media for a little while and decide where I could put my energy that it would be most useful. Yeah. And crying and bitching and moaning about that wasn't going to be very useful. No. Well, and I know people that were happy at the outcome as well. So I know people on both sides. Um, And what's interesting is that we can it may, this may be groundbreaking for some people that we can coexist uh, whether 
whatever side politically you're on, whether you think it's a disaster or you think it's the greatest thing in the world, I think the important thing is what is um, what is something that I can do that's important to me? Um, how do I be true to myself and those around me and, and coexist peacefully and respectfully? Um, I don't know. It's, I think that's the most important thing. You know, when it comes, we look at the system, oh, it's so much bigger than us. What am I going to do? I'm just one person. How can I make a change? I think it's just being true, mm-hmm. being true to myself and respectful to those around me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the uh, I love There the, are some that would say that that moral compass is still being developed for many. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, you know, some people are like. can even see that level of responsibility at this point in time oh i agree yeah mm-hmm. i know there's some people that don't think that everyone should have the same rights and there's some people that think it's okay to um not be respectful of others and yeah anyway um i think when there's too much beautiful life to be had to spend time on people like that yeah i totally Seriously. well and they'll come they'll they'll come oh, around you don't want to play won't. fine yeah <laughs> yeah well it's interesting because you know as i'm sitting here thinking about this oh like they'll come around or maybe they won't um i think about the dual the the dualistic nature of of this experience Mm -hmm. and um and i just think you know it's actually not important that they come around or or not. I mean, we talked about at the beginning this tipping point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe there will be a tipping point where um, enough enough of a shift happens and everyone sort of awakens to this next level. We all sort of level up, mm-hmm. um, which I think would be great. And maybe not, you know. And I think it, it's not important. I think um, what is important is is just bringing the conscious choice. Staying to present. The, yeah, staying present. Being balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing so, your best. And, and it's it's honestly, it's not what you've done. It's what you do after. You're right. Yeah. And I love, I love that, that idea though, of having, um, having a unified world organization rather than these separate countries and nation states and all this, because I think of just imagine Go into the future a little bit, you know, say a hundred years into the future. Just imagine that we've used up all the resources on planet Earth and we've built a giant spacecraft and we've 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 built this ark and and as many people as we can get on it from all over the world. Right. Mm -hmm. We've got people on this this spaceship from all over the world. And now we're traveling through space and the the ship itself is actually a self-sustaining ship. Mm -hmm. Um so it 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 recycles its own energy we have our own fresh water that gets recycled we've got um we grow food on this thing i mean we can go pretty much indefinitely Mm -hmm. um, unless uh, a a nearby star explodes or a giant asteroid comes and hits us Um, this ship can travel through space indefinitely now imagine that there's certain people on the ship that think other people are less than them and deserve less than them. And then imagine you've got 
certain parts of the ship fighting with each other and and like lobbing missiles at other parts of the ship like the ship would just destroy itself right we wouldn't do that that would be absolutely silly why would we be traveling through space on a self-sustaining vessel and fighting with each other oh wait we're doing that now we're doing that already yeah Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to to uh, my mind at all. I no. So that's the awakening that we're we're talking about and and dancing around with all these conversations. Is one day we're all going to hopefully awaken to the fact that we're on spaceship Earth, yeah. and that. Uh, we are we're on a rock hurtling through space and this rock happens to have everything we need to survive and more to thrive yeah why would we wreck it and why would we fight with each other and why would we well because yeah old systems old paradigms of greed i want more i I deserve more this is mine uh why you're going to try and take away from me so i need to kill you or take your stuff so these are all old paradigms and to tie back into what you said earlier, the new, the young ones coming in, they don't even think like that. That doesn't even register for them, mm-hmm. because that's that's where we're at with this evolution. Mm-hmm. And I hope I hope mm-hmm. we get to that tipping point. It takes a focused amount of um, examination of your own programming, because mm-hmm. by the time you get back to the brain for a second, yeah, by the time you're six years old, your subconscious. Uh, has already been programmed. Yeah. Six years old. You're not even old enough to say, yeah, that works or that's cool. Oh, yeah. Belief systems, so, you mean? And like, it's really, it's 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 in the very center of your brain so that the program is deep in there. Okay. What, what we would call like the, the middle of your brain. Um, and it's it's run on emotions. All the unconscious? On the, all the unconscious stuff. Yeah. And so if we don't pull that stuff out of the closet and look at it and say hey does this pattern serve me or serve the people around me or not and that's 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 how we get there that's the chunk of the work that's how we get there too it's like oh hey you're having this same problem over and over over again when are you going to stop leaving that rake in the yard yeah it's smacking you in the head every time you step on it yeah Okay, so let's clean up the garden. So that's yeah. Let's let's. So that's and, some and of then what you do here. that's how you signpost things for yourself in in cultivating your awareness, like yeah. catching yourself mid action and right. going, "Oh, hey, I'm, I'm doing I'm it creating again. that thing that I didn't want." Yeah. Whoops. Then you 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 start how becoming from a place of power with that. Right. The more power you can get with that, the more those patterns can be yeah. either owned and like, yeah, that works. That's great. That's so cool that you said that. You guys, we, you can't make this stuff up. What Shakti is talking about is the same thing that um, I, I have talked about since the beginning of this podcast. The fact that you use the mm-hmm. word signpost is hilarious because mm. that's, what, that's what we talk about. Um, that's what Ivan and I and Sage talked about on like one of the first episodes mm-hmm. is developing these signposts to recognize, oh, I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. it is. There's that feeling. That's how I know I'm on the ride that I don't want to be on. So I'm going to get off. Um, and I just love that all of this, all of these different modalities, whether it's shamanism or mm-hmm. Reiki mm-hmm. or wing seminars mm-hmm. or any other personal development work mm-hmm. or therapy mm-hmm. or whatever it is, maybe it's hiking for somebody. Maybe mm-hmm. it's looking at 
that unconscious program and it's getting deep down into what you said is the middle that part of the brain the middle of the brain Mm -hmm. it's getting into getting to know thyself Mm -hmm. when you when you can literally reprogram the amygdala yeah Yeah, exactly so so when we get triggered by an intense situation we go right into the four f's yeah we fight it feed on it flee from it or fuck it yep you know just go yeah and if we can reprogram that amygdala and bring the safety around yeah we don't have to respond as drastically because as our brains developed on the scale of evolution it used to be really important yeah we would be dead if we hadn't run from that thing or, you know, sure. grab that food and ate it, you know, like yeah. those were real survival mechanisms. And now we kind of have this this world in which we're so much safer, et cetera. There's not as many of those kinds of. And so we're making things up. Yeah. Nor- are we still no, we running those these... triggers? Yeah. With, we call with them no neuroses. real reasons, and we call them neuroses yeah. and psychological issues and disorders. Disorders, yeah. You could pick up any of the psychological, um, yeah, categorize, categorizing um, books. Mm-hmm. You could come up with probably 30 of them just in a few minutes, yeah. What bipolar, uh, manic depressive, uh, hyperactive, yeah. Uh, these, so these are all side effects of uh, an amygdala run wild. Part of it, yes. I think that, that some of that is also um, the chemicals that we've put into the world. Sure. Plastics and chemicals. How and cool would that be if, if, if there was just a device where someone could come and just reprogram the amygdala? Mm-hmm. And keep the important stuff that, that still serves? Which would be great, but what if you needed to learn that stuff? Yeah. What if you came in with the soul contract in the program to actually learn yeah. those certain things? And yes, mastering it. Yeah. And so if there was a device, it might take that win away from you. Sure. I know. I and, know. And the challenge. That's you know, just you, the you instant were talking gratification. About oh, it's, it would be so great. Yeah. Honestly, yes. We could just like everybody. Yeah. Just on flash, there. just yep. like a little, just look here into the, there you go. Like the men in black, little exactly. memory stick. Yeah. <laughs> you go, reprogrammed. Yeah. Uh-huh. One day. No, I agree. It uh, it has to be, for now anyway, it it the, it is a learning, it's a learned thing. It's a experiential, um, and it's so much more profound that way as well. It, it also comes, we, we're emotional beings, and... We're in a culture that doesn't have a good grasp on how to um, grieve mm-hmm. and why. Yeah. You don't just grieve because you lost someone. Yeah. There's all kinds of reasons to grieve. Sure. It's natural. It's a natural process. Mm-hmm. You, you start that process when, okay, you started walking. Yeah. You, you, you're grieving, you're crawling. Yeah. Your babyhood. Right. You know, there's there's stages all along in our lives that we need proper grieving for because then we're going to give honor to whatever experience we had and what we came through mm-hmm. and what strengths we gained from it. Yeah. Grief is super important. Mm-hmm. Not handled well and people are not given the right structures for it in, yeah. in, in this system. It's, it's better than it was. Sure. Um psychology 
it's a so I, I, I chose anthropology to study uh, mostly for the reason that it was the least biased discipline I could find cool that actually That's a good looked reason. at how people did things why people did things yeah so psychology puts people in boxes and gives them pathologies yeah sociology is all about bureaucracy and red tape sure but anthropology actually gave me a chance to look at how humans and human systems and spirituality was. That is a lot of my focus when I was in oh, college. Oh, wow. That is so cool. And then started taking it into the hands-on work with folks yeah. after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, in a way, anthropology is probably the one of the most relevant sciences today. It deals a lot with how our food systems are dealt with. Yeah. How our medical systems are dealt with. Yeah. Um, how um, just so many different aspects of culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in a time period now where an educated population isn't as likely to buy the story of religion. Yeah. Um, so we've lost contact with some of the rituals to, you know, birthday parties. Right. Cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We've lost contact with some of those rituals. That's something I'm Easter. hoping to help people bring out here. Well, most of them were co-opted pagan holidays that had to do with nature and the cycles of time. Yeah. Which I think is. And which is a great core. Yeah. It's beautiful. But even simple rituals. um, when they studied a bunch of um, centurions, uh-huh. um, one of the things, even if they did something bad for them, it was the ritual that made it important. Yeah. And something that they looked forward to. It was part of their day. Uh-huh. And they talked to one guy. He was like 110. Has a glass of whiskey and a cigar every day. But it's his ritual he certain time of day he's got all this other stuff done yeah ritual routine different aspect of yeah i keep hearing about how important that is i, I mean i hear the word routine a lot i think what it's the same thing it, it, it kind of without even realizing it which i love again i love how all of this is so a routine is something that gets you ready to get out the door or go to work or you have to do this to maintain something mm-hmm Whereas a, a ritual brings that sense of a sacred self in. Sure. Brings us more into that context that this is the sacred experience we're having here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing to have a human body and get to have this particular brand of, of consciousness experience. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. With, with, all the, with all the interesting challenges, yes? Yeah. Um, the divided brain. The, the whole we can get into a whole discussion on the and, divided sexes yeah and how interesting is that right now yeah fascinating yeah these these mergings right these, these yeah people it's, who during one part of their life they're they're cross-dressing or you know the transgender movement it's, yeah. it's really fascinating to see this these whole gender identity roles break down a little uh, bit yeah. to give people more freedom to Isn't just be a person yeah and isn't that interesting? I I think it points to what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most folks don't even know what to think about a sacred self. No, I know. I'm sure, and a it's lot of sacred. people. Sacred. What is that? 
Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by ritual? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think... I come home from the store. One of my rituals, I come home from the store, I burn a little sage. Okay, yeah. And I clean my energy up because I've been out engaging. That's a little ritual that helps me change and reframe my mind to go to the next activity. Yeah. Takes that, take that moment. Sure. And I think that we get more contact with our sacred self the more time we spend in that being space. Mm-hmm. And we, we build these little, develop these little rituals. Yeah. Uh, an, an altar is actually in a, a fascinating experiment. Okay. Highly recommend anybody wanting to have a conversation with the divine. An altar literally is a portal to have a conversation with the divine. Okay. And you put little things there that mean something to you. And the more you do this, the more you work with it. Like I have had some of my clients do this for themselves. Okay. Working through things. Put representations to this thing you're working on. And they'll notice when it needs to be changed or when something in oh. them has changed. Okay. They'll look at that, oh, something's that's, changed. So, so that, that's that way of getting that information. So, so in shamanism, there's this idea that spirit has this much information, arms held wide here. Yeah. And the human brain has about that much capacity. Right. So the spirit has to be layered in coincidences, synchronicities, um, symbolism. Mm-hmm. It, it it basically compresses that information. Yeah. And then we have to puzzle it out. Yeah. Then we have to get curious. Okay. And puzzle it out. So when you say the divine, are you referring back to the the spirit that we talked about earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that um, when you say um, like spirit has this great capacity and the human brain can only handle a little bit at a time. Um, are you talking about the both the conscious and the unconscious or just specifically the conscious mind? Because I know, I think Bruce Lipton, I'm, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to misquote somebody. Bruce is great. Bruce is great. Um, this is uh, talked about at Wings. I think Bruce Lipton um, studied this and, and realized that the unconscious mind is capable of handling whatever that means 20 million right. bi- bits of information right. at a time and the conscious mind is only capable of dealing with 40 exactly bits not exactly. 40 million just 40 bits versus exactly. the 20 million that is so spirit is kind of like down here in the 20 million but the conscious mind is like this flashlight shining in the dark it's just a very narrow beam mm-hmm. and we can spot we can put a spotlight on mm-hmm. some of this larger stuff a lot of Carl Jung's work was around yeah. that whole, you know, we've got this this whole huge structure of the self. Yeah, that's why this is called the whole human, actually. It's, really? Yeah, it's it's based off of Carl Jung, yeah. That's why I came up with the name, or the name came to me, because I'd rather be whole than good. I think, yeah. 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 I think it's okay. quote okay, from okay. him. I've played with that a lot, actually, yeah. the whole, um, the dichotomy of of the nature here right yeah good bad judgment calls yeah it isn't any of those things until you tell it it is that's that's the take i took with the whole administration shift yeah yeah you take a step back it's like well it's actually just it all is 
It, it all is. Yeah. I think that can help us out a little bit, too, when we get into one of those overwhelms spin yeah. and spin outs. It's like, it just is. That's that's when you need a minute to find your yeah. your core again. It's because I had some attachment to it. I was looking at it through Absolutely. this through this very specific lens. That's why it's a challenge. That's what's so fascinating. You just change your glasses. Yeah. There's so many lenses to look at things through. I know. It's crazy. It's it's really interesting with clients trying to find the framework. What what is their neural framework? Exactly. What glasses? How am are I they going have? to find the right glasses for them to explain what I'm seeing and is going to make sense to them? Yeah. That they and can what, actually tangibly work with. Right. And what glasses are they wearing to that's, be able to identify what what straight lens up, they're yeah. actually looking through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Shakti Gay, it has been so great having you it's on the podcast. Yeah. I know. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So. How can people get a hold of you should you wish to be gotten a hold of? Shaktigay at Gmail. Okay. That'd be the easiest way. And that mm-hmm. and that's spelled S H A K T I G A E at Gmail. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shoot me an email. Yes. We'll talk. Yes. If you're in Oregon or anywhere in the world and you wish to come to Oregon and meet Shakti and uh, get some work done, then please send her an email. And I will have links to your email in the description for oh, this lovely. episode. That's that's great. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the babiness of this project, but I'm... Red Earth fo- Sanctuary. Red Earth Sanctuary. I'm looking forward to... Um, I'm working in a spa right now, and it's fast-paced, and I, I really want to bring people out and give them some time. Yeah. Because then you can do the deeper work. Okay. Getting awesome. a massage is great, and I highly recommend it. Yeah. But it's 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 good to have a place to go get the deeper work done yeah. and be supported for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and be nourished. Yeah, be nourished. Yes. Yeah. Be nourished, humans. Yeah. Eat Thank well. you so much for having me, and Thank I hope you. that you will be on the podcast again in the future. It seems like we have quite a bit to talk about. I know. About. <laughs> that went all over the place. I that know. was beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank Fantastic. you. Thanks. Well, there you go. Episode 16. Shakti Gay. I told you it was going to be good. Thanks again, Shakti. And shout out to Jenna. Thanks for introducing us. Um, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. And I do want to apologize for the fan noise that you heard in the background uh, during that recording. It was really hot, like I mentioned in the intro. I did not want to point out the fan in the intro, though, in case uh, it actually pointed it out to you. Maybe you didn't even notice it. If you didn't, awesome. I'm really glad because I'm anal about sound quality. Um, yeah. Stick around for another great song by Thievery Corporation. This is going to be off of the same album, The Richest Man in Babylon. And you're going to hear a song called Facing East. And actually, I'm facing east right now, funny enough, as I record this. Um, Yeah, if you want to get a hold of Shakti, send her an email at shaktigay at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of me... Send an email to wholehumanpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at wholehumanpod, Instagram, wholehumanpodcast, Facebook, same thing, look us up. Um, And please do tell your friends about the show if you like it. 
We're on Google Play Music, iTunes Podcast, Stitcher Radio. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, you can find the whole human. Um, what else? Yeah, leave a review on iTunes and give us a rating like I mentioned before. It helps in the visibility or helps with the visibility for the podcast. And my goal is to get as many people to listen to the show as possible. And I want some feedback too. Um, episode suggestions, guest suggestions, questions that I can answer on the next episode. Please feel free to reach out with anything like that. Um, what else? I love you guys. You're beautiful. Keep being whole, awesome humans and remember that, you know, it's all good. Just, just keep doing what you're doing and, and bring some mindfulness to it. Ask yourself, what lens am I looking through? What pattern am I running? Uh, am I nourishing myself? These are all good things. Uh, and if you don't want to ask yourself those things, that's cool too. It's all good. Until next time, though, remember, I am sending you all so much love. love.